Hi, and welcome to the Mandan Bridges podcast, the podcast where different generations discuss topics from their perspective. I'm your host, Carla, your resident millennial, and along with me today is my co-host. Dean, and I am your resident baby boomer. Have you ever seen a new story and you thought, well, that's new? Or what were they thinking? Or, you know, it makes you go, well, when you think you've seen everything, this is <laughs> just completely blows everything else out of the water. Well, I think the stories we'll be reviewing today falls into one of these categories. So the first one is a story that um, that happened recently. The headline reads, wife drives drunk to pick up husband after he crashes his own vehicle while driving drunk. You <laughs> <laughs> talk about blind leading blind, huh? <laughs> the husband, who was 56, ran into a parked tractor trailer and he called his wife to come and pick him up before the cops get there. So she drove to pick him up. And when she arrived, she crashed into his vehicle, totaling the vehicles. <laughs> but by then, the cops had arrived on the scene and they checked both of their alcohol levels. And she's, she was two and a half times over the limit. And her husband was over three times the limit. So they were both charged with DUIs. So now the husband is 56 and the wife is 55. So they don't even have the excuse of being young and dumb on their side. Not that as an excuse, but like really, like why, there's nobody in the relationship who is mature enough to say, hey, <laughs> okay, you just do that. Let me not repeat the same mistake or maybe we need to go to an AA meeting <laughs> because if it's this bad if it's mm, this mm, bad, mm. then y'all don't need to be driving. That's what Uber and taxi service is for. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, or, from what I, I haven't heard that anybody was injured, but oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope they have really good insurance. Oh my gosh. But these are your people. What I mean by that, this is your age group. On our end, we've always had to <laughs> explain why we do young and dumb stuff now. So I'm glad that the shoe is now on the other foot. So explain <laughs> what's going on with your generation. <laughs> well, you have young and dumb and you have older and dumb. <laughs> older and dumber. <laughs> Obviously, they were both drunks. When he called her, she was too drunk to realize that she's too drunk to drive. Oh <laughs> this, this, is just, <laughs> this is just hilarious. You know, it's funny, but not funny. Right. I mean, they're this... both charged with DUI. <laughs> but also, it could have been so much worse. Like, you know, they could have hit a vehicle with people in it and caused harm or, you know, dead mm -hmm. even so it could have been so much worse i know we're laughing about it for, because fortunately nobody was injured but on the other side this could have been so much worse yeah that's true but i'm, I'm glad it didn't end up being you know worse than it came out to be now they only have to contend with themselves and not damaging other people <laughs> or 
to well i mean he ran into the, the trail the park trailer and since it was parking you know, and usually with park vehicles you you're able to do more damage when you crash into them because the vehicle's not moving away basically so um yeah i wonder how much damage they they did to that trailer and that park speaking of which i <laughs> speaking of park, i just remembered something i this was years ago and i I was going to the bank during my lunch hour, and this was the f- in all the years I've been going to this bank. I should have, I should have knew something was up. <laughs> all the years that I've never gotten a front parking at this bank before, and I slid right into the front parking spot. And while I was in my the bank doing my transaction, um, one of the work in the bank called out, "Does anybody own such and such vehicle?" You know, I put up my look around, and I put up my hand, and I'm like, "Yeah, me." <laughs> It turns out somebody ran into my vehicle. So um, the gentleman, he was watching the pickup truck on the other side to not run into him. And while he was being careful not to run into him, he ran into my car. (laughs) Oh, boy. But but at least, like, you know, he didn't run away. But then again, now I'm thinking about it. The banks have cameras. So even if he did run away, that would have made an easy thing for the cops to review the footage and see who actually ran into a vehicle at the seat of license plate and all of that. So actually, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, if he did run away, we're still with the car who did it. (laughs) So I do feel this this driver's pain. You know, park his vehicle wherever he is at, mind his own business, think his vehicle will be fine. And just to realize somebody dr- drove right into it anyways <laughs> sometimes you you know you do just do dumb stuff <laughs> dumb stuff for dumb reasons yeah we do dumb stuff but some dumb stuff are just inexcusable well for one thing i, I hope that if they have children then their kids will learn from their parents mistake and don't repeat it so <laughs> Or it could be the total opposite of saying, well, look what you did. You can't tell me nothing. (laughs) Not one of you, but both parents. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then the kids will have something over the parents that they can't ever recommend them for. (laughs) Forever. But I, I hope that, you know, whoever, all the people in the community who hear this story, learn from these people mistake and and don't, and don't do dumb stuff like this again. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> On to our next story. Missing drunk man accidentally joins the search party to find himself. Yeah, you heard me right. So mm. a 50-year-old, yes, we're starting with the fives again. <laughs> <laughs> a 50-year-old man in Turkey went out drinking with friends. He then later wandered into the forest and didn't return. But my question is at this point, if he went out drinking with friends, then why didn't his friends stop him from going into the forest? Or why didn't they go with him? Like, yeah, I'm not clear on that. I guess maybe they were just as drunk as well. <laughs> well, obviously they didn't have a designated driver, so <laughs> to make sure he get home okay. <laughs> okay, so then when he didn't return, his friends reported him missing to the police and word started spreading. And so they created a huge search party to search the forest for him. Now, the 50-year-old man joined the search party. <laughs> and after hours and hours searching with them, he then finally realized he's the one they're searching for. 
Oh, my, 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 my. So I have so many questions. Like, I mean, I've never been a part of a search party before. I'm assuming it's similar to how they do it in like the detective shows. I would think, I would think the basic requirement in a search party is that you get the person name you're searching for and you see a picture. So, you know, if you say, if you see the person, you know, it's that person because maybe that person is unresponsive, right? So... (laughs) Or whatever, or whatever the case may be. So I would assume there would be pictures of this person floating around so they know what he looks like, even if you're not, if it's not somebody you know personally, and you'd also know his name. But also, like, if he's with a search party too, <laughs> since nobody seemed to recognize him, and he was searching with them for hours. Like, when you kept hearing your name over and over for hours, why did it take hours? Anytime I hear somebody with my name, I, I always looked up. Even if it's somebody who's saying it that I don't know, I'm, I still look at that person until, and if I see somebody else respond to that person, then I won't reply. But don't you automatically just look, look at who's calling? And if you kept hearing your name, don't you go over to the person and say, hey, what's, um, that's my name. Is it, am I the one you're looking for? You're forgetting one major part of the story. He's drunk. He was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I said he didn't come back. So I'm assuming the search party is the next day. He said he went in Tuesday, he didn't come back. So the search party is the next day. So if he's still that drunk the next day, well, my other question is, what the heck were they drinking? <laughs> well, they must have been on a real big bender. <laughs> Why? He was still so drunk the next day that he couldn't recognize his own name. <laughs> couldn't respond to his own name. And I bet he is probably joined them and calling out his own name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because if he's joined, he would join a search party and obviously he'd be called out the name too. Like, I don't know. There's so much part of this story well, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, my, my biggest concern with this too is, I mean, unfortunately, nobody, again, was harmed or injured in this. But also, since, you know, a lot of people volunteered this time, I do hope if somebody goes missing next time, these same people will volunteer again and not think, oh, it's probably some idiot who's drunk on a bender. Like you said, I'm not going to waste my time searching for it because it's probably just the same thing again, rather than somebody who's in desperate need and need all the volunteers they can get to help search for them. Because, I mean, they had people coming from neighboring communities. It wasn't just his community that came and searched. For hours, they search for hours, (laughs) and this man is a part of the search party. But the thing that boggles my mind, too, is that, you know, I'm sure they didn't expect the person they're looking for to be walking with them. But at the same time, somebody should have recognized this person and said, you know, this guy, he looks like the picture here. (laughs) You know, let's check it out. I know. (laughs) We'll have saved them a whole lot of time. Again, what's up with your people? What's up with your generation? <laughs> well, I guess they're all going stir crazy and getting inebriated and doing stupid stuff. Maybe they think they're teenagers now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get the groove back. Oh, boy. They're going to midlife crisis. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> These days, I think we all are. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have heard a story by now. It, 
And this article is titled, In the Name of Art, an Artist Pockets $84,000 and Creates Nothing. <laughs> so basically, a Danish artist delivered two blank canvases titled, Take the Money and Run, <laughs> to a Danish museum. <laughs> now, he was originally commissioned to uh, reproduce a commentary on work in the modern world. I think it was... Um, he had done some pieces before they wanted him to reproduce. So the Danish museum um, gave um, over $84,000 to the artists to reproduce a pair of works displaying cash, reflecting nature of work in the modern world. So I'm guessing instead of taking the money, he was supposed to like include it somehow in the artwork, um, similar to some work that he had done previously. <laughs> But instead, the artist Jens Hannins, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He delivered two blank canvases without a scrap of anything or currency inside. So just basically, you know, when you go to the art store, you just buy two blank canvases because you're planning on doing something to them. Well, he just bought them and he didn't do anything and delivered them and tile it take the money and run so is this an artwork or is this art theft <laughs> which side are you on this <laughs> okay because initially I was saying this well this is artwork because at first all before I read the article and I just saw the um the video about it all I knew about it was that he was given this money to create artwork and um I didn't know the specification about it I didn't know he was supposed to re reproduce something that he had done before and include the money on the artwork. So I thought he was bang on. He he titled it to the money and run, which is appropriate. He gave them two canvases to hang in the museum. And as everybody's always saying, art is subjective. And I've seen artwork with just a dot on it. It sold for how much money? So <laughs> I thought this was genius. But then when I saw that he was supposed to reproduce something that he had already done, I'm like, okay, so this is not so much artwork. This is art theft at this point. However, having said that, because, um, you know, basically they were saying he has done stuff kind of out there before. So it's this is, should not have been a shocker to them. So I think what he should have done was include fake money on it when <laughs> he showed the artwork. And so they couldn't say, oh, this is art theft. So when they spoke to him, Mr. Hannon said, this is only a piece of art if I don't return the money. <laughs> I believe that I have created a good and relevant piece of artwork, which could be hung on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he's yeah, right because right, I guess he's right because as of now it was Sid hung it on the wall. <laughs> no, like he did is... concede that he did almost no actual work on the project after receiving the commission from the museum. So I guess his commission was like three thousand dollars or something like that. And then all of the rest of the money was supposed to actually be included in the artwork. So... The money should have been included in the artwork and he was gonna be paid. $3,900 when he was finished the project. Mm. That would have been his payment. But he figured 84000 is a better deal for him. But, you know, he, he was supposed to recreate something that he had produced before. So mm -hmm. it's not like he was supposed to come up with some An original piece. art. Uh -huh. He had already done a piece that included money that reflected um, that period of time 
I think it was something to do with wages, like the wage gap. Some of the comments that I was reading, they were saying the echoes the tale of Robin Hood. They were calling like the modern day version of Robin Hood and the museum was like the rich and powerful. So kind of like, you know, Robin Hood stole from the rich and gave to the poor. He already had done the artwork before, so he knew exactly what was expected of him. It's the same artwork that he did before. They wanted him to recreate, except it was going to be about now at this time period, instead of whenever he had done the original artwork. So it's not like he was supposed to just go come up with something. But based on what you just said, he could still be right because he said he's reproducing what he did before, but it's not an identical replica. He's supposed to modernize it. Well, isn't this a modern day version of that? (laughs) I I guess a modern day version, they steal your money. (laughs) It's a modern, isn't it a a modern day version? So now I see why they're calling him, they're calling him Robin Hood. So now it makes sense because... That's his take on the modern day version of it. And who can blame him? Why waste all that money? That part I agree with. Instead of having all that money put in on the canvas, use monopoly money. Use, um, I guess they wanted the real money on the canvas so people can come to the museum to steal their artwork. (laughs) They're saying they hang it for now, but he better returns the money or they'll pursue legal actions against him. This one person said, the work is interesting to me. It is part of a humorous comment. Why do we work? What is satisfying about being good at something? Well, the part that I like the most is that he titled the project, Take the Money and Run. Uh-huh, <laughs> and yep. He's just making fun of everybody because he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh-huh. He told you right there, take the money and run and mm-hmm. give you the empty canvas. They always say art is subjective. Who are you to say the two pieces of Kansas is not artwork in itself? <laughs> and I love art, but some of the, those artwork to me is just ridiculous. We've seen some of those art and they're, they're finding so much meaning in it. And I'm like, are we looking at the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> like the squigglies. <laughs> yes. And speaking of squigglies, I must say, and I'm not going to need the artist's name because he's very famous. Well, my motto has always been, if it's something that I can draw myself or paint, I'm not buying it. I don't care who the artist is. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one uber popular artist that does a lot of sketchings or etching, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, it just looks unfinished. And they go for thousands and tens and thousands and millions of dollars. I'm like, are you kidding me? But even <laughs> just to buy to get a return on my money later on, I would refuse because it's going to be hung in my house and I'm not going to not going to be looking at it in my house for years to come. Don't get me wrong. If you give it to me for free, I'll definitely take it. If they give it to you for free, you'll take this quickly or the dot. I'll take it and then sell it. But I'm not going to use my own personal money to buy it. We've reached the end of today's podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. Stay tuned until our next podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mended Bridges and on Facebook at Mended Bridges Podcast. Please remember to rate us and review us wherever you listen to us. Stay safe until next time. Bye. Bye.